Hey there, on this June 30, 2021, it's EDB here, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long, and I believe you're connected to this because you're ready for our Wednesday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. things before we get started. Number one, would you do whatever is required? I know we're in a generation that doesn't like to do what we're told, but can you make certain that you've done whatever your platform, the platform by which you have chosen to listen, has required to make sure you get these conversations each and every time they are released, whether that's like, whether that's add, whether that's follow, whether that's subscribe. And then the second thing would you do, if you would, please, would you share it with someone awesome? So I'll slide into the DM, send them a Facebook message, a tweet, a Snapchat, an Instagram, whatever. You, Cara Pigeon will work too. Just make sure everyone gets an opportunity, right? Just like you. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Now let's get this started. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Mimi. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I see uh, we are here this morning. And all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, Brother Dennis and Mom Bell. And I believe Sister Granny is upstairs somewhere or she's somewhere in her her cocoon getting ready to go out and Put the young and cross the street for the summer school. So before we uh, get into it, Mom, Mama, you gonna get early this morning? If you are near the water with your fingers and and. Uh, we're going to have a little quiet moment of meditation, a few moments. And then Mother Bell is going to pray for us. I mean, play for us. Well, play. I said that right. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Because I, 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 I just found my mobile thing here. So. <laughs> I said we're going to have a quiet moment of meditation. Oh, okay. And then afterwards, in about a minute or two, you are free to tickle the ivory. Oh, okay. So you quiet moment of meditation. A couple things I ask you to consider this morning. Uh, number one, one person that, uh, just one, that you're feeling that is out in, as we like to say in these streets, that are, are not going to church. They weren't there before the pandemic, and they're more than likely not uh, going to return to the church that we know. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And maybe they're looking for something new, something different. Would you pray for them and our ability to connect with them? Mm-hmm. 
While you're praying for them, Mama Bell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready? Okay. like to very briefly if I can I don't know what that means to me but we're going to figure it out uh, go back to that first chapter of Jeremiah very quick and we were there Sunday so I'm sure it may for some of you it's probably uh, still open in your Bible That first chapter of Jeremiah, the eighth verse is where I want to uh, hang my hat today if I can. And it says, do not be afraid of anyone 
for I will be with you to rescue you. Do not be afraid of anyone for I will be with you to rescue you. I wish to from there think of a the idea of a rescue mission the modernized rescue mission and our kind father we ask for the privilege we thank you first for the privilege to be able to share and communicate and connect and what have you and we ask that those of us listening both now and forever will hear and understand clearly what you are saying unto us in Jesus name amen amen i wanted to focus this morning with us on this idea of the rescue mission because as we start to see churches open back up as we start to see the world as they say go return to normal the thing that a lot of the religious leaders are recognizing is the thing that most ignored some 15 months ago that thing is is that our churches were empty our pews were unused, unoccupied. There were conversations in churches some 15 to 24 months ago. Churches who had multiple services were in consideration of eliminating some of those services. They asked the question, what was the point of having the 8, the 9, 30, and the 11 a.m. service because our people are just not attending in, in the numbers that they were before, and so we're just literally holding services now for convenience rather than to properly uh, support the people. Nobody wants to come to church. And the argument for some time has always been that, well, they just don't want to have anything to do with God. There are various things that are going on in church that uh, just do not appeal to uh, the specific person or the naked eye, if you will. We've pointed to the preacher. We've pointed to the politics of church. There's been a lot of different uh, answers, if you will, or or suggestions, that's the word I was trying to get out. Thank you for that moment of blunder as to why this is a problem. But the one problem that I feel that the pandemic has definitely uh, provided evidence for is that there is a difference in interpretation of assembly. Fret not to assemble ourselves together in Christian love. Well, what does that mean? I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. What does that mean? Zinga's language is 
very fascinating. An interpretation of saying is, well, even more fascinating. When you read the Bible, you, uh, there's been various arguments that say you probably should have English class and, <laughs> excuse me, then Bible study. Because if you properly understand the English language, you can properly understand the Bible. Fret not to assemble thyselves together. Well, if I were to say good morning, as I have in a couple of occasions, I did it twice in this service, or this time together, should I say. I can say good morning again. Good morning. I've said it. Nobody heard me. But but if they were listening to respond, they would say good morning back. Good morning. Get out quick, get to sleep. See, they heard me. What did I mean by doing that? Because I said good morning and you were able to respond directly in real time, then technically we've assembled together. We've checked the biblical box. We're here together. We can assemble, even though our phone may uh, not work properly right now, but we're still assembled. So what am I trying to say in this? brief time that we're together, that we have become a community of connectors, more so than gatherers. The newest generation of people use their phones. It is easy. As I mentioned, a lot of you or some of you who are listening now, and you have us on mute because you're on your way to work or you're going to participate in this later on. There, There is no Wednesday meditation in any church. It's just not possible. Back in the day when uh, I was a kid and many of you were uh, a lot, uh, whatever the word we want to put there, I, I don't want to say a lot younger because you're only 25 now, most of you. But back when you was a lot younger, we had noonday prayer. We had Tuesday night service. We had all these other different opportunities. And some uh, places of worship still in the evening host opportunities to gather. But it's very difficult on during the week to gather. You have work, and after work you have extracurricular activities, especially if you have children. You may have office parties or you're trying to fit in your exercise or you have meals to prepare, check on the family, the friends, case, sirrah, sirrah. Trying to juggle in a midweek service is just not possible. And so now instead of trying to force people to come down to the church, the question is, how do we take the church to them? That is why I believe the first virtual and what we do here is extremely important. Because without it, we are missing a community of people who will get lost and who have already been lost in the shuffle. So a few things. 
I wish to share with you, and I'm going to get out of your way. We're only going to stay around to about 7.15 this morning so that you can get to work. Number one, I'm considering, and I ask for you to consider with us, as I just mentioned, we're only going to stay around to about 7.15 this morning. How do we provide opportunity for folks to connect, to get their prayers and meditation? They, they definitely enjoy what we, what we have to offer around here. They stop by on Sundays, on Wednesdays. When their time permits, they definitely listen to our conversations on the Internet at later dates. How do we provide them with that? How do we go out and reach those folks who just can't deal with traditional churches? It's just too much for them. That's the conversation that most have to have in the new millennium. Now, I, I do apologize on, well, I don't want to say on numerous occasions I apologize because I don't think I have. But I would like to apologize here now because uh, to some degree I have uh, made arguments in your hearing that are, a little bit more nuanced than some are prepared to deal with. You, you're in your golden years, some of you, are heading towards same. And one thing you want to do is go through a retirement community and talk about new age ideas. I ain't got time. I'm tired. I done worked all my life. I don't feel like hearing nothing new. And to degree, that's the great thing about what we do here. It's not pushing you to do anything, at least I hope not. You pick up a phone and you dial some numbers. That's something that you are familiar with, and as long as we can, we'll definitely uh, provide that opportunity. We're not asking you to download apps and, and uh, try to figure out how to navigate through YouTube and podcasts or what have you. That That is definitely like riding through some of our communities whistling stranger in paradise. But at the same time, any church will definitely tell you, if you do not think about fresh blood, well, then you might as well go ahead and sign your death certificate right now. Because without young people, there is no hope and no future. And so I have been thinking, as we work towards bringing our time to a close. I said we're going to get out of here in a good five minutes, ten minutes tops, so that you can get to work. I've been thinking, not just spiritually, please forgive me if this stings a little bit. I, I don't mean to, but I ask for you to consider when you read the Bible and especially over there in the New Testament, uh, you hear sermons and you hear Jesus when he uh, speaks to the people and what have you, but about 90% of Jesus' ministry, 90% of the opportunities that he used and he gathered, if you will, he did so under the banner of service. 
He healed. He raised the dead. He, he provided financial resources. Peter, go out there and throw your net on this side and and you're casting in while you're down there, there's one fish that's got some uh, uh they got what you need, if you will, to take care of the family. You know the family, Irish, Rebecca, and their son named Sam. So he was a financial advisor. Out of that ninety percent, ten percent of that was preaching. What I gather from that is when I'm hungry, I care less about your sermon. I was in a church the other day, or close to one. It may have been more than the other day. I think I just thought about it the other day, to be honest, in full disclosure. And in thinking about this church, they were giving away food. And they had the boxes of food all lined up against the wall the pastor came in, and he had the praise team, and he did a service, and then he wanted to do it all to call. And he did this hour presentation of the gospel while the people was hungry. <laughs> and you forced the people to sit through a church service. Went, don't nobody care about your sermon when I'm hungry? And so I thought about that. I stewed over that. And I, and I get it. My Baptist friends, or should I say my evangelical friends, I don't want to just pick on one reformation, even though most of our evangelicals are Baptists. Baptist bread, Baptist dead, you know those folks. I feel that they have become, and in some cases, not just the Baptists. I, I let me just go ahead and stick to my guns and not pick on one group of people. But, but it has become such a mindset within church that if I don't get you saved, I don't read the Bible to you, if I don't talk about sermons, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't, then I haven't done my job. No, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Now, that has many interpretations. Granted, if we sat down and got a couple of theologians, I'm sure we'll fight for days. But the fact is, if I'm hungry, give me a chicken sandwich. We will talk about your sermon later. If I'm naked, give me a coat. It's cold outside. We'll talk about your sermon later. If I need a shower to get the dirt off my back, we'll talk about your sermon later. Because if not, what happens is the majority of our homeless people refuse to come get fed because they don't want a preacher talking to them. So now they still ain't going to heaven and they're dying from hunger. What have we accomplished? And so I take that in consideration. The also thing I take into consideration is, and we're not going to talk about that deeply here because we're going to focus on people today, and then we'll get to uh, that financial part tomorrow. Yes. And talking about people, you look around your houses, your communities, your families, your friends, and then you ask yourself, how many of them again are not in church? 
how many of them are not connected? No, it's not all because they're not saved or they're not followers of Jesus. However, the, the way we like to word that depends upon the Reformation. Maybe they're just busy. Maybe they can hear a podcast when they can't listen to a church service or they can't attend things. So moving forward, what I believe the mission is, is to not only connect with people spiritually and try to get them connected here, but to find ways to bring them in by meeting their needs, redoing that food pantry that we had, that mobile food pantry we were doing. It's going to cost a few dollars. We'll talk about that down the road. I'll get back to it. Don't worry. Educating folks. A, how can they learn how to connect? They don't know how. They don't have a proper phone. They don't know how to use the phone. They don't know how to use apps. They don't know how to use all these different things. Our technology classes are very important moving forward. All of these things that we have done in this past year are a must moving forward. And so for those folks who have shifted back into their world of yesterday, I'm fine with that. That's what makes you comfortable. Go for it. But I ask you to look around. Just open your eyes a little bit when you get there. Oh, not on the days when the choirs are singing good because, yeah, they, they miss that. Or, or when the food is piping hot in the fellowship hall. Yeah, we miss those times. But look at it on Sunday morning when there are no good choirs, when there are no good meals. See how many empty pews are there. And ask yourself, where are the people? They're busy. They're struggling. They're not retired and they don't have expendable time. And they're in search of something that's going to provide for their every need. Would you consider those things as we move towards the second half of 2021? Tomorrow that marks that second half. And would you pray for those people that say, hey, I, I know this virtual thing. Over here, I think it might might meet something for you. There's definitely a starting point. I understand that you have issues and whatever they whatever they are, we don't have to get into them. It's definitely many for why they're not going down to the big brick building with the steeple on top. But maybe try this. Here's the number. Call in one Sunday or Wednesday. I hope that you would consider that. I hope that you would consider being a supporter of them, not a preacher to them. Maybe close your Bible a little bit and listen to them. Hear them out. Don't tell them you understand because the truth of the matter is you don't. 
There's a lot of folks out here I don't understand a word they're saying. It doesn't make sense to me. And the one thing a confused person gets frustrated with is hearing somebody tell them they understand when they know they don't. They can feel when they're being understood. Just saying it does absolutely nothing. But when you can sit with a listening ear and help them get it out, that's better than any vocalized moment of understanding can do. I ask you to consider and pray for that. And as you go into your week, may you be blessed. May your focus shine bright. May your heart filled with joy and excitement. Spread that goodness and graciousness throughout the world. Until we are fortunate to meet again, which in this setting will definitely, definitely be Independence Day. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to connecting with you. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of you. And all those in agreement said amen. 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 Thank you. See you Wednesday. Wednesday.